welcome to another episode of Inland Thinker. <laughs> Today we spoke to a fellow Inland Thinker called Caroline, who is French and has been living here in Iceland with her whole family mm-hmm. for four years. Yeah, I think it was three years. Three years maybe, yeah. Yeah, she just came to Iceland with her family as a tourist and fell in love with the country and decided to move here. And it was so fun to hear how she settled in and how she, like she was so positive and like colorful and like it was just so much fun to talk to her. Super fun. So she set up her own um, interior design business, which is thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how we found her or you found her. Yeah, you I was like, her. I love her designs. Yeah. And I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to miss. They're so colorful and fun. Yeah, it was a real pleasure to speak to her. Shall we jump in? Let's jump into it. All right, then we'll just begin. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Hi, Caroline. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so happy you're here. Yeah, thanks for inv- inviting me. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing here in Iceland, and where you're from. And Okay, so my name is Caroline mm-hmm. in French. Caroline. So I'm French. <laughs> Caroline with a French accent. Very nice. Um, so I'm being in Iceland for, I've been in Iceland for three years now. Okay. Um, and we just moved to Iceland just because we fell in love with this country. Wow. Uh, we came uh, five years ago as a family trip for three weeks. And we just, the five of us just fall in love with Iceland. Oh my goodness. We, well, I had, I will just speak for myself, I had this feeling that I felt at home in Iceland regarding the nature and the feelings I had. So, yeah, well, that's really something like a place where that fits me and that I feel really good and that matches my values, needs. I don't know how to say it, but yeah. it, yeah. Seems, it seemed obvious that I should be here. Yeah. So. Well, I th- I've, I've heard this from other people as well, yeah. that when they come, they just feel like they, they have to be here, yeah. like something about the nature and just the way of life it's is just difficult to explain. I, th- I guess it's something like midlife crisis at the same time, <laughs> <Yeah>. probably. <laughs> so did your, just, your husband, you have a husband? Yeah. Did he feel the same way? Yeah, he felt the same way. And he's French. He's French. You're, you're all French, so we there's all, no like yeah. Icelandic connection. No, there's no Icelandic connection. Wow. And we knew absolutely no one in Iceland and... No one knew us. <laughs> knew us. Well. So, no, that's really this feeling. So we came uh, five years ago, and then uh, the next year for my 40th, 40th birthday, yeah. uh, that was my husband's present just to bring me back to Iceland, just the two of us this time without the kids. And, yeah, it was magical again. And, yeah, we just stayed one week. And then we start talking every single day about moving to Iceland, but something like a joke to start with. Yeah. And at one point I told him, okay, but are we kidding? Or <laughs> we, like, What's going on here? Are, are, we? Going on? are you just kidding? Or yeah. is it something more than this? And he said, no, you know, I don't talk much, but I'm not kidding. Okay. <laughs> so wow. now we start talking. <laughs> but that's pretty unusual to then uproot your whole family because you've got three kids. Yeah. And so everyone had to start a new life in Iceland. Exactly. It was really family adventure. How did the kids feel about that? Uh, so today they all absolutely, they love Iceland and they yeah. feel really good. Of course, it has not been that obvious for the three of them. No. Um, especially that the, the oldest one are, were teenage, already kind of teenagers. So mm. it's not young kids that you can do more or less what you want with them. So yeah. they had their own personalities and opinions and we 
took that into account for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was um, moving forward and backwards sometimes for one year, just making sure that everybody would feel fine with the decision. So yeah, it was not obvious, but yeah, I think at the end, everybody was ready for this adventure and agreeing not to know what to expect. Wow. Mm. And now you're three years in to yeah. living here. Yeah. Is it? Do you still feel the same way about Iceland? Yeah, do you see yourself? Do you see yourself staying yeah. here? Even if we know that it will be, we will have a next adventure mm -hmm. in another country. Mm -hmm. so, oh, you know that? Yeah, we know. We, we, yeah, we know that we're not in Iceland forever. Okay. Uh, definitely not because I, we love discovering the, the whole world and well. yeah so probably we'll have a next adventure mm -hmm. for sure but I don't know when yeah. where mm -hmm. and I don't need to know it no. so it might be my son's going to university in three years so it might be at that time mm -hmm. maybe later yeah. I don't know <laughs> wow how fun what an adventurous yeah, family fun. yeah, yeah. it's fun yeah. Did you live somewhere before moving to Iceland? You lived in France? Yeah, we, so yeah, we uh, our son was born in France, close to Paris, mm -hmm. and then we w moved to Luxembourg. So okay. we lived in Luxembourg for 12 years. And uh, yeah. Nice. And then to Iceland. Two very small countries, which... Yeah, yeah. We try to choose the smallest countries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going smaller and smaller. <laughs> yeah. And the least useful languages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of, how is your Icelandic? Do you, have you made an effort to learn it whilst yeah. you're here? Yeah, yeah. That was the first, very first decision that we took, um, my husband and I, just to take some lessons in Icelandic. So it, 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 it goes ups and downs, mm -hmm. meaning that, yeah, we... I, I can manage in Icelandic and I can understand a few things and I, I could probably work more or less in Icelandic, but mm -hmm. it's difficult to feel confident enough oh, just yeah. to, to dare being only mm -hmm. in Icelandic. And the fact that I started my own business, I wanted to look smart. Yeah. So yeah. being in a language that you don't, um, you don't feel comfortable with to start with, it's, yeah, it's much easier to go back to English and just yeah, to not that English is your first language. No, either, it's not my first language, but, but it's um, still I'm I'm quite f okay with English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's more complicated to to yeah to look smart. It's <laughs> just this. Yeah, I'm curious now. Uh, so you you have your own business. Yeah, I know a bit about it because I I think it's uh, really great. I just want <laughs> can you tell us a bit about uh, your business? what you've been doing yeah so my business is called bonjour mm -hmm. which means hi hello mm -hmm. in uh, in french um in fact i used i was already an interior designer when i was in luxembourg and i ran already my business there so it was quite obvious to do the same in iceland and um and i tried to, to find a job to start with a little bit not for long but i felt it would be quite difficult so it was obvious to start a business mm -hmm. Because I did it before, and yeah, so it was it was fine. Um, I wanted to change a little bit the idea of the business, not doing only interior designer in design projects. So I started with um, having a shop in Ordensketa. Okay, uh, in town. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah just, just close not, by. No, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was it was. I realized after a few months and years, and of course, with the beginning of COVID, it helped mm -hmm. making a decision that. It it was not me having some working times and opening times from 10 to 6. 
And so in your store, what, what were you doing in the store? It, it was, uh, I, I'm selling sofas by Lynn Rosé, yes. um, sofas, wallpapers, um, can be cushions, all this interior design, furniture, uh, lightings, etc. So it mm-hmm. was something like a showroom, not really a shop. So that was probably what m- was not obvious for clients. So who, what was this place? Mm-hmm. Is it a shop? Not really. Is it a studio? Not really. Mm-hmm. So that was probably why um, I didn't enjoy that much at that time. And because I'm also a mum, yeah, yeah. I'm really a mum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so important in my personal balance. Yeah. So I didn't feel comfortable being, well, having to go to this shop studio uh, and not being as much as I wanted with the kids. So, yeah, I changed my mind and, and we've got a house in Artanes. And um, there's a private uh, entrance in this house. So I created my studio in this little part of the house. So now it's probably the best decision I've ever taken. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, since um, last summer, I went back home and, uh, yeah have my studio there and the clients love it okay, actually wow. yeah I was afraid that they wouldn't drive up to Aftanes yeah but that's the contrary actually yeah. and they just love driving and they stay quite a long time at the studio just having a coffee so that's really quality time um, for the relationships with the clients yeah so, yeah that's great you think that having uh, the shop downtown for the short amount of time that you did did you think it helped uh, attract some clients? No, or? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, the the yeah, my business is running much much better now that I'm not in town anymore. Okay, mm-hmm. so what does your business look like today? Today it's a studio. It's mm-hmm. just like a one room, yeah, like a, stu- a small studio where we used to have tenants in this studio yeah. actually. Uh, so that's really an apartment, yeah. a small one. Uh, so I still have this kitchen, bathroom. Uh, so that's really this homey atmosphere. And I just created uh, something like a living room. It looks like a living room if you come. Of course, I've got my desk and yeah, books and things like that. But it looks like at home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, what I wanted to create, something really yeah, cozy and spontaneous and not... Not looking, yeah. I not don't want to make myself. Or, I don't yeah. want to take myself too seriously with this. So just okay, you're welcome. Have a coffee and yeah. just sit down. <laughs> and so, like, do you have then? You have clients in, and that's if they're coming to you for advice on interior design, then they come and meet you in the studio when you kind of discuss yeah, and they it just again. call me and we make an appointment. Yeah. So I don't have opening times anymore. They just call me. Can I come by? Yeah, sure. And what time? So that's really spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah. How do you think, because um, I know it can be difficult to come to Iceland and then try to get clients. Mm-hmm. How did you really find your clients or how did they find you? Um, I worked a lot on social medias, uh, Instagram and Facebook. So that was probably the most, um, yeah, the, the energy I really put was on this um, social medias. And al- I also had a few articles in newspapers so that helped a lot. I had an article in, um, I forgot the name of the um, design magazine. Husu mm. um, Hibili? Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry there. I, that's right. oh, we love that one. Yeah. <laughs> so of course it helped. And even today, so it's been more than one year and a half since uh, I had my house in the in Husu Hibili. Mm-hmm. And even today I had um, a phone call from a client for interior design project. 
telling me that she saw me in it's this amazing. magazine. So one year and a half, it's still working. I have to say the sofas, I think there's like the... the I can't really describe it that well, but they're the ones with the ruffles and yeah, there's no no the, legs on them. Yeah, that's the Togo. The Togo. By Rosé. Yeah. I, this caught my eye immediately. Yeah, that's and such an iconic sofa. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it I have is. never seen a sofa like this in Iceland. So yeah. I immediately was like, where do I get this? And what? <laughs> how are people getting this? And then I, it led me back to yeah. you. And I've now I'm seeing them very often, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. them in the, the office that I'm working in. Yeah, and the, it's and yeah. more yeah, it's more and more common that yeah, uh, Icelandic people now they know this so far quite well. So yeah. that's why. It's so are you importing them as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. Exactly. So yeah. you've got a very like diverse business mm-hmm. going yeah, on at the that's moment. That's probably what I like also not yeah. being focused on just one thing and uh, and of course that's a way to make me different from other interior designers in yeah. Iceland. Just bringing my own um, origins and uh, source of inspirations. Yeah. And just, yeah. I think it's so interesting that, like, you said, you mentioned before that you, like, started looking for jobs when you first arrived. Like, yeah. I guess, just looking for ads and applying. Yeah. I think there's a, a lot of people in the kind of foreign community in Iceland that go through that. And it doesn't really work for a number of reasons. Probably the language is the main thing. And people make their own businesses. People start up start up their own thing. I think that's so wonderful because you get such amazing like uh, companies like yours that didn't exist before, like almost out of thin air. Yeah. I just love it. I, it makes like it's so creative. I think yeah. and bringing different flavors. Yeah, into and I, I think Icelandic people are quite happy also just to see something different. As f- I mean, that's what they tell me. Yeah, we, yeah. we know that most Icelandic houses, homes are just black and white. So they're yeah. happy that they can make something different, at least some of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, Especially yeah. in the interior design space. I think like Sonia and I have both recently gone through like trying to make our house a home. Mm-hmm renovate a little bit and it was difficult in Iceland actually like yeah. we had I I couldn't do anything except go to Ikea I didn't know anything else you know yeah. and I was desperately looking for other options and asking Sonia and we were like trying <laughs> yeah. to piece it together um you can't go on online and just order something from some some, no. some shop that you know maybe ships yeah. not you wouldn't ship that to Iceland no that's the difficult part about being I being in Iceland probably and shipping costs can be really high so it's more demanding than living in another country do you do you, um i don't know if you typically import most of the things that you are recommending to your clients or do you have some tips of where to go some hidden gems in the um, no to be honest i no. import <laughs> most of that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah there are a few nice shops i mean but um, I think the prices are usually very high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we have to uh, to deal with these currencies changes. So because I buy in euro and we sell in krona, so mm, yeah. it's it's a bit complicated sometimes. And um, yeah, most of the shops just try not to to lose money. So mm-hmm. the prices are quite high. So yeah. I decided not to work that way. So my clients know that. The prices I'm telling you depends on the currency exchange on D-Day. Mm-hmm. And when they order, if they get the sofa five months later, the price might change because we're going to follow the currency. But they find it really fair. Yeah. So they don't have the feeling that I'm taking any advantage on them. Mm-hmm. And same for me. I'm, I've got the feeling that I'm being very fair and honest with them. 
just okay let's do the public prices the official prices given by the brands yeah. and then okay we have to adapt with the shipping costs and the currencies uh, but they know they know what to expect mm-hmm. and that's yeah. yeah that's probably my values also that yeah. I want to be as honest as possible mm-hmm. and fair as possible so yeah. And I guess we talked about it briefly that a lot of the apartments here that you go into in Iceland, there is like this definite sort of monochrome yeah. like color scheme. Everything is mm. quite stylish, but black and white or yeah. like how how's how has because and I know because I've seen on your Instagram and stuff that you're quite passionate about colors. Definitely. <laughs> so how is that being received here in Iceland? Um, I guess the people that call me, they want this color changes Mm -hmm. and they are just fed up with this black and white and gray um, style Mm -hmm. and they want something different so when they call me it's because they want they know I'm a color specialist (laughs) specialist advisor yeah Uh, so they know what to expect when they call me so they don't call me to have a black and white no Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, Probably exactly. there are other people that do it much better than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they call me because they I propose wallpapers, because I create specific colors for them, color palettes for them. So, yeah, that's why. So that's, I mean, that's quite easy because when they call me, they call me for this yeah. uh, advice, this kind of advice. So so you're, the business you've built up is really, you can pick it up and move it anywhere you go for the most part or is it uh, does it take a lot of um, kind of prep work to get the importing for different countries or um, I understand this I correctly. guess it's a lot of ener- energy just to start a business mm. yeah because when I started I knew no one in Iceland and yeah. <laughs> no one knew me um, I did it also in Luxembourg where I lived before so I don't think I would I could do it a third time oh. it's a lot of energy yeah so um, yeah so I guess we'll we'll live in Iceland for a few more years yeah, <laughs> differently because yeah. we love it. Like store some energy up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it's yeah, and you don't you don't um, get the flowers from the seeds very no. very quickly. So it takes month yeah. and even at least one year just to to be able to yeah, to get a business that works. So I do I don't think I could do it a third time. No. But how did you do it in Iceland? Because you didn't come here with any, like, there was nobody to call and no. say there was no cousin to say, hi, I yeah. don't know Can about this form. <laughs> Can you help me out? Yeah, I of course, I knew that it would take time. So mm. it was part of the um, budget, family budget, to know that we would be a few months without incomes. So we knew it. So And we agreed on that. So, yeah, it took a little bit of time. But I, I, I think I opened the studio just, in February, uh, so it was six months being after, yeah, yeah, was it February? Yeah, it was February, so six months after settling down. And yeah, the first clients didn't come immediately for sure, mm. but it, it was quite fast. I had a few newspapers, articles, so it helped a lot. Um, did you just, when you when you arrived, did you then just start to do some research on which newspaper articles to reach out to? And yeah, there are not that many of exactly, them. Exactly, that's <laughs> it. There are only a few ones to go to. <laughs> so, of course, I contacted Morgan Bravis and Smartland and Fredhebala Bravis. So, yeah, it's, and to be honest, most of the um, the journalists were very 
motivated to interview me okay, and to help great. and to support. So that's that great. was so that helped yeah. a lot. So. I'm a little bit curious about um how your children have been able to adapt since they're like little they're like teenagers. Yeah. Is it easier when you're a little bit younger and you're going to school and that sort of thing? I guess it probably comes with its own challenges, but um, I just I imagine it's a completely different experience to maybe the one that you've had and we've had. Yeah, probably. I think, um, of course, that's also why it took a little bit longer to start the business because the first month was really, we focused on them. Yeah. Um, the f- very big priority was that they felt good in Iceland. So we forgot a little bit of ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> as parents and just focused on them. And yeah, uh, they loved the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we arrived end of July. So the school started just three weeks or four weeks after and they, I mean, yeah, they and they didn't speak English at all. So they are in the international school. So okay. when they arrived, none of them could speak English at all. So, but thankfully, uh, they, as we were living in Luxembourg, they already spoke three languages, French, wow. Luxembourgish, and German. Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> so their brain... Their brain was ready to welcome yeah. a new language. Yeah. So I think in just two months they were more or less fluent. That's crazy. Fluent, but really at ease with English. So they yeah. wow. they felt comfortable very quickly. And I guess kids are much better than we are. They don't ask themselves too many questions. And of course we, they, yeah. And what I like about this school, and that's also what we're doing at home, having a growth mindset, just knowing that we'll always make things things work and we can always improve and make new connections, blah, blah, blah. So we've got this at home that don't worry if you don't feel good. It will be better tomorrow. And Love well, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually didn't know that there was an international school in Reykjavik. Yeah, yeah. it's in it's in Garza Bay. Okay, yeah. wow. Is it a... It's it's in the Shialand uh, uh, school. Schooly in building itself. Okay. So they uh, next year they're supposed to build a new uh, school for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's International School of Iceland. Is and it uh, something you have to apply for, or? Yeah, you have to apply, but they it's no problem at all to be accepted, okay. and they don't uh, lack space. Um, yeah. So that was no problem at all. Okay. Wow. I didn't Very know cool. That. Yeah. yeah. And they've got this um, English stream and bilingual stream, so lots of. Students are Icelandic artists with one Icelandic parents, oh. so it cool. helped also. And very cool. Very yeah, cool. that's really great school, and they so called, they they loved it from the very beginning. So it was it helped also, and they made friends very easily also. Mm. And so the their friends are in this school, and they yeah. speak English together. Yeah. Well. Now all the girls are in the bilingual stream, so they okay. can now speak Icelandic. And they're making friends in Aftanes, for example. So oh, oh. Ac- different activities. So now it's getting Very much, cool. much easier yeah. for them. They're going to have five languages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, they have five languages. Of course, now I guess they forgot uh, German because they don't use it. Yeah, yeah it's somewhere in there. It's somewhere. And if they need it, I guess it would come back. Yeah. But today they say that they can't speak German anymore but they probably can that's the thing with kids like you so yeah. quick to learn the language I'm so envious of kids who can yeah. just absorb it yeah but I'm also, you're also yeah, <laughs> yeah but you also lose it as soon as you don't practice it yeah you don't need it so mm. your brain doesn't uh, keeps busy with this language and yeah uh, yeah 
yeah, they they were actually quite impressive in in coping with Iceland, and so we were wow. very concerned about them being fine, but there was no question and no issue at all to solve. So it's uh, oh. it helped, of course, to 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 settle them. That's Amazing. three of them were were feeling really good. So what a fun childhood! Yeah. yeah. And what a fun life, <laughs> to be honest. It's, <laughs> it doesn't have to end with the childhood. No, exactly. You know? yeah, definitely no, not. No, we're still like kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's also our life, the life that we choose in Iceland. We want this kind of fun life, going hiking every, well, not every single day, but when we yeah. want to go hiking, we do it. Yeah. We're not here to stay in Reykjavik and just, we, we're in Iceland for the nature. Yeah. So we try not to forget why we're here. Mm. And we're not here for business. We're not here for, yeah, we're here for Iceland itself. So it's One question that I had um, is, how have, you, or have you managed to build a community of friends and people, you know, have you built a little community for yourself since you've um, been here? A little bit. A little bit. Um, of course, COVID didn't help. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for absolutely I mean, not. one year and a half, we couldn't... Tr- met people of your of hopefully we are probably in the best country in the world and it has been easier than in many other countries but it didn't help uh, for sure um but yeah we've got good friends um both icelandic friends and for example parents from the school of the kids so we've got a few friends um but i yeah i would lie if i would say that we've got a large community community around us and that's probably not who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, living this adventure, it's also the five of us are very close to you. <laughs> so we're just like, yeah, that's we're very strong and mm. it's often just I've got enough with the five of us. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't well, blame you. <laughs> yeah, it's not really true. Of course, I'm. I need some friends and I need other relationships, relationships. But it's um, yeah. We're very strong, the five of us. So yeah. we know that we can rely on each other's. So that's such a like. It sounds like such a an enriching experience in so many ways to yeah. like come and experience this new place and also do it with your family and with your people yeah. and go through that change together. It must yeah. be just like a really quite unique experience. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult to say, but yeah, yeah we feel it's yeah. We feel we're living in an adventure. That's what we want to do. So that's why we'll probably live in another one in another country one day. (laughs) But yeah, I like and I, I like being out of my comfort zone. Also, life in Iceland is really that. It's not comfort. Yeah. Because of nature, (laughs) uh, with this weather, which can be demanding, and but I like not feeling comfortable. You feel like you're growing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just learning new things, learning new things about ourselves, and just pushing further the, <laughs> yeah, the possibilities. And yeah. <laughs> you really live this growth mindset, like yeah. to yeah. all extent, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, that's growth mindset is yeah. really something important yes. for us. And well. I think, can you explain a little bit what growth mindset is? Yeah. So the opposition is fixed mindset, mindset, meaning that if you have a fixed mindset, you think that you've got talents from birth and that you can't really improve or learn things, just you're talented in something and, and you're not talented in something. So, so, and you don't think you can change yourself. So, on the oppo- so a growth mindset is just being convinced that you 
can keep learning and learning all the time in your life and learning new language, uh, learning mm. new things and also improving yourself also just yeah trying to be the best um giving the best part of yourself and just yeah i think that's like it's such an interesting thing and i've only recently started hearing about growth mindset and it like goes against because you hear people say so often you know oh he's so talented at this like he's got such a gift and if you like if you internalize that, then you think like, okay, I'm talented at this and only this, or I'm not talented at this, so I'm not going to try it. But I know as a kid, my parents kept telling me that I'm not creative and I'm not good at drawing or things like that. So I was really convinced that I was not creative. And then when I started being an interior designer, I discovered that that's not true. No. <laughs> of course, it, there are different ways of being, I'm not good at drawing so definitely not. <laughs> mm. But still, I can be creative in my own way. Mm. I'm creating something, yeah, yeah. personal. So mm-hmm. it's not, yeah, putting people into boxes. And yeah. yeah, it's just and not putting yourself into a box also. So that's... Uh, I'm curious about how you found interior design. Or like, when did you realize that that was your... Um, so the story is that I used to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And when we moved to Luxembourg, so I got pregnant of my second um, kid, so I stopped working. And as I told you, I love being a mum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was really okay with st- stopping working for a few years for them. And um, But at one point, I realized that I was missing a personal project. So even if I love being a mum, I don't want to be only a mum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So being a housewife home yeah housewife was mm-hmm. not part of my plans <laughs> no, no. so um and then yeah and being a teacher in luxembourg was quite difficult because it would have meant that i was fluent in luxembourg luxembourgish and german which i was not so i couldn't go back teaching and i don't really know how it came but yeah, i met a few people just told me about interior design and then i realized that when i was a kid i kept decorating my room my bedroom and just changing the furniture position all the time. Okay, so that's something I've ever loved without mm-hmm. remembering mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, when I, I did studies again, I went back to school <laughs> online mm-hmm. um, just to learn this job again. And uh, yeah, that's probably part of the growth mindset also. Exactly. That you can learn a new job. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. start again. And start again from scratch. So, um, so yeah. I learned for two years and then I started my business uh, after that. And you studied it was interior design online? Yeah. yeah. Interior design, well, it's difficult in English. It's it's close to interior architect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, if you translate it in Icelandic, that's what it means. But I'm much more interior decorator. Yeah. Okay. Meaning that I'm not supposed to remove walls and to, so that's not what I'm allowed to do. But I'm much more decorator. Yeah. Meaning, so yeah, the translation into English and Icelandic is a bit confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's much more decoration. So dealing with colors, furniture, um, lightings, and uh, yeah. Sounds so fun. Sounds yeah, so, so much fun. It's, so it's only beautiful things. So yeah. It's really, <laughs> it's very joyful. How, and, uh, basically, how to surround yourself with the most beauty as possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just working on well being for people. So that's probably why I love my job also. It's just, yeah, helping people to feel good at home. And mm-hmm. just, yeah. so when you work with well being, I mean, yeah. it's very rewarding to see that. Definitely, it's so yeah. important. 
to your health, really. At least for me, yeah. we've talked about this, about how, what makes us feel more comfortable living mm-hmm. in Iceland, away from our family. It's it's so much about making your space comfortable and nice. And yeah. I, I really believe so much in feng shui, you know, like <laughs> where things are placed. I will go and move things around and like it will just change my mood, actually, just the way things are placed in the house. And yeah. I think it, it has so much to do with well-being. I completely agree. And I think it's even more obvious for people since COVID. Because we've Mm. spent so much time at home, not going to work anymore. So most of the people realize how essential it is to really feel good at home. Mm -hmm. And they spend so much time at home now. So they, yeah. I've heard at least that so many people have been doing renovations in their house since COVID because they're probably sitting in their house like realizing, oh, why haven't I changed this? Like now is the time to do everything we need to do for our house. That's obvious. Have you you felt like you've gotten a lot more interest in... Yeah, definitely, definitely. And also many suppliers are really having difficult times right now just because, of course, it's difficult to produce with all these Mm. sanitary restrictions, but also because they've got a much, much higher demand. Well since people realize that yeah, they want to change their sofas. So, mm. <laughs> for example, Ligny Rosé, they're just having, yeah, if you want a sofa today, you, will, you won't have it before March mm-hmm. now. March? Yeah, March, yeah. Next yeah. March. <laughs> Next March. <laughs> wow. It's oh, my o- goodness. It, it looks awful, but yeah. it's just because, yeah, of course, they've got, they had really difficult times in the factory, yeah. but also they've got such a high demand and people a new sofa wow. just to feel good yeah it's int- yeah i was thinking about to say it's not to impress people it's just for their own well-being so mm-hmm. what advice would you give to someone who is for example living away from home and wants to make their space maybe they live in a kind of like temporary it's not their like forever home and they want to invest in kind of making their space more homely and comforting do you have any you know sort of advice that you give to them so ways that in Iceland that you can invest in your p- space without, you know, breaking yeah, the bank. That's true. And if you're renting a flat, you're yeah. not allowed to paint the walls. Or I think I would focus probably on accessories and just trying to 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 understand what colors feel good with your mindset also. Mm. Um, of course, if you... And also asking yourself... What do I want to live in this space? So if you want a living room full of energy that give you, of course, you will choose some colors like orange, yellow, maybe a little bit of red, just to give you this energy. And on the contrary, if you want a peaceful and like a cocoon space, mm. you will probably have some pink, blue, green. So also choosing colors just to surround you. And of course, you can buy cushions and little details and maybe curtains just to make it really cozy and and being surrounded with warm materials like yeah fabrics and most of the times if you've got ties on the floor and a leather sofa everything's cold mm. so just trying to bring warm materials to to feel cozy and uh, yeah so yeah sometimes it's difficult when you're not allowed to change <laughs> everything much, yeah. but just mm-hmm. trying to Buy a few objects that you really like mm-hmm. or putting photos from with nice memories or just trying to make it to make your flat your home exactly. and just make it yours as much as possible. But that's kind of the that's the 
That's what's difficult. And I, I also find that lighting for me is like a big one. Yeah. As soon as I invested in some light for my like living space, it was a game changer for me, especially in Iceland. Yeah. I think most of the owners would agree on if you paint one wall or something like that. So, and painting doesn't cost a lot, but it changes a lot yeah. uh, of the feelings. So it's, it's worth spending a little bit of money in yeah. to paint one wall. And yeah. uh, I'm curious about uh, your style. Have you noticed that your style changes often with trends or is it very, do you stay the same throughout time? Um, no, I don't think I change. I don't follow trends to be honest mm -hmm. i can be influenced or inspired mm -hmm. with trends um yeah for example I, there's a few colors that i didn't particularly like before or used but when you see them more and more often you realize that okay finally i like this green yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. want it at home yeah. so that's much more a way of being inspired than just following trends mm -hmm. um uh But my side would be yeah, daring colors. Mm. Daring colors. Because I'm so, so convinced that we feel much, much better. Um, and all the scientific researches have proved that mm. being surrounded with colors helps being more joyful, more happy, more yeah, energetic, whatever. And yeah, for example, when we, we work in workspaces, that are all white and gray and with an old carpet, you don't, yeah, the risk of burnout is higher and yeah. you're less productive, less creative. So that's, this is proved now. Mm -hmm. Wow, I really so, have to try this. It's yeah. scary though. It's, it's scary when you're in your living room, you have white walls everywhere and you like don't know where to start when it comes to yeah, colors. I mean, that's scary, but that's not a big risk. I no. mean, the worst would be, okay, I don't like this pink. Okay, I need to paint it again. Yeah. That's not, such a big risk no, and the not. positive possible positiveness mm -hmm. is really high yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah and just following your heart i guess your intuition also if you feel you like this color i'm and bet that you will love it mm -hmm. for a long time so yeah. that's uh and we keep changing we're not the same people when mm. we're 20 years old 30 40 so we change also our taste and mm. that's fine i think it's uh, fine I have definitely gone through so many different random, like changing my rooms around. And now when I think back at what I did, maybe like when I was 15, I'm just like, how did I come up with this idea? I had like a red wall and like a weird, like brown. It was like, I didn't, I hated it two, two years later, but it's so easy to change it out. And then yeah, yeah. And it means also that it matched your needs at yeah. that time. Yeah, exactly. So that's no criticism. Exactly. No, how can you hate that? You no, know, that's yeah. just perfect. Yeah, it was you at that time. And exactly. And fine with that. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Does your house change a lot? Are yeah. you always working on your house? Do yeah. you have lots yeah. of projects going yeah. on? Yeah. Uh, my husband tried not to make me change all <laughs> 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 the time. <laughs> Just try to stop me. But yeah, I could change. Yeah. We've got lots of wallpapers also at home. Um, in, yeah. There's one wallpaper in each space. And of course, the kids are also very involved in this. So they choose their own decoration. So I know they feel good in their bedrooms also. Yeah. That's... Uh, So oh, yeah, of course, of course, I'm I'm playing with my own <laughs> house. A, a wallpaper so. can do so much just to have like a and, and can yeah, if you match it with a nice color, it's it looks super super like stylish and super designer. I think if you yeah, manage to do that well, personalized also. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a wallpaper is something like a piece of art. So you 
just choose it because you have a crush on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you've got a crush, it's you. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will like it. And yeah. And you're importing. Yeah. These yeah. kind of wallpapers. Yes, yeah, they also the wallpapers are also French. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So would somebody like the process of uh, starting to work with you? Would it just be reaching out to you via? Yeah. Yeah. People media just call me, and call we just decide for an appointment together, and just oh, I ca it can they can come to the studio depends on the project, or I can come to their home because most of the time I need to see where they live. I think the biggest challenge is to adapt to the. Icelandic um, mindset, not to plan anything. Uh, because, of course, I'm used to plan things um, and to, yeah, a few weeks or months before just to make sure that we, I won't, re well, as an interior designer, just to, to create a project step by step and just making sure that there's no mistake and nothing to regret. And Icelandic people, they just do it day by day, and uh, and sometimes that's a bit frustrating for me because I would like to to take time to make things very, well, to do the best of a project. And I've got a story like this. A client called me just for color um, advice, and uh, I came and I was just about to propose wallpapers and to go back to the studio and work deeper on her project. And she said, no, the painter is coming tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't have time to work deeply on a project. And that's something that I find it so... I love the spon yeah the spontaneous part of it. But yeah, I'm... It's maybe difficult in your profession. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we need time and, and we need... Um, yeah, we need to organize things. We need to organize the work and just to, to do the best of it. Mm-hmm. So and to yeah and to organize the the agenda and so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but of course the positive aspect of that that Icelandic people are very energetic and they they are more um, trustful in the future. If I compare to French people mm. who are less pessimistic, so French in Icelandic people they just move forward and they don't worry about the future, but sometimes could worry yeah, <laughs> about a little bit things, <laughs> scheduling things a little bit more and i guess off the back of this what would you say is like the biggest thing that you have learned since being in iceland i know you like are passionate about growth mindsets what do you think that you how have you grown since you've been here um i think i've learned how to adapt mm. to well of course covid forced us also to adapt yeah. even more yeah <laughs> but just to to adapt and to it's fine to change your mind and and to to recognize that you made a mistake as i yeah especially with my studio downtown okay that was not the best for my family so i i learned that it's okay to make a mistake and to re regret a decision but it's not really regret just okay let's move forward and and change and there's no criticism mm. on this it's just okay let's do it and, and when you're ready to change I mean you're ready to take more risk so mm. because you can change your mind all the time and it's not it's not a problem well yeah it's pretty what I learned that yeah it's fine to to imagine something new and to I love that it's like takes the takes the judgment out of it like changing your mind is not because something was wrong then and you need to do the right thing now it's like 
just going with it and you have more information now so you can make a different decision. Yeah. It's not lacking stability or it's just, okay, let's let's try and you learn so much by trying. It's what I keep saying to my kids. Okay, you learn with your mistake mm-hmm. in math or in English or whatever. So, I mean, we should do the same. I mean, when we were a little baby, when we started walking, we just fall down a lot mm-hmm. and no one judged us. So, I mean, <laughs> as adults, we can still fall yeah, and yeah. stand up. And I think there's a quotation saying that the most important is to um, stand up eight times if you fall seven. Okay. Exactly. You just need to... Once to yeah, do yeah. it. One more time <laughs> yeah. just to <laughs> go back on your feet one more time than yeah. failing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I don't know if this works for anyone else, but when I think about this and I often think about it with regards to the Icelandic language, because... Sonia and I are both trying to learn it and I often think like okay I need to like fail x number of times before I get this right best get those like best fail quickly yeah. and often so that I can get to the like <laughs> get to the goal agree with yeah. that yeah. just get the fails out the way yeah. you have to you have yeah. to fail yeah, and you start somewhere. Quick. You have yeah. to everyone starts from somewhere. Exactly. Not, not you, usually get it on the first time anyways. No. And you might as well fail today rather than tomorrow if you yeah. have to fail 10 yeah. times. Exactly. It's not comfortable. No. <laughs> Sometimes no. you need just to have a routine, back mm. to a routine, and not to fail anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not comfy. No. But you're learning on yourself. And so, and I mean, we're proud of, ourself, of ourselves at the end. Mm. So, yeah. Exactly. I want to talk a little bit about your new project because you're kind of going back to teaching in some kind of way yeah yeah so I've got this side project um and you you asked me before um if I could change my job from to another country and that's exactly the the thoughts I have because I know that we're going to move another country from Iceland and I know that I couldn't do a third time this whole process of running a business, starting a business. And I decided that I needed to create a business that would work for my lifestyle, which is probably, and when the kids will be all at university or older, I guess my husband and I would like to travel and to be digital nomad or something (laughs) all the time, keeping moving from one country to another. So I decided to to create um, a course for future interior designers so, so I'm back to French for this course. So yeah. that will be in French. That is in French. And I, um, I'm creating so this probably one-year course just to um, teach them all the, all the skills that are needed and the creativity that is, that is needed to become an interior designer and also to work on their mindset also just to make on sure... On their growth they, mindset. On yeah. their growth yeah. mindset. Because well. changing most of the time they are women something like 30 40 years old and they changed their job so it's sometimes difficult to make sure that you can be good in another job and that's yeah so i would love to take this course when you <laughs> offered in english i'm just <laughs> saying yeah i will i will i might do it in english one day so one day, yeah i will i'll be watching out yeah. for it <laughs> i will tell you <laughs> but yeah it made sense at one point to go back to french also yeah and that must be a relief yeah yeah i i love English, but it's yeah. true that you, back to your mother tongue, it's you feel you're more precise mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. words and more spontaneous sometimes also. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm quite happy to be back to, yeah. to French yeah. <laughs> a little bit. 
Well, I think you're like inspirational. I love that the lifestyle that you've chosen to leave, like <laughs> this, like jumping around new mm -hmm. adventures. I would love to continue to do stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's really part of who we are now. It's it's it was new. It was a new adventure, but now it's really part of the DNA of the family, and we yeah. And now we know we can do it exactly because we did it once. Yeah, we know we could do it twice. Thank you for coming and talking with us. Thank you so much for Thank coming. Thank you so much too. Maybe we can just say one more time, uh, your company's name is... So, yeah, the company's name is Bonjour. And you, um, so there's a website, uh, Bonjour Punturis. And uh, yeah, and there's uh, the studio in Artenes. So mm -hmm. The address for sure is in, on the website. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. Thank you as well. <laughs>